Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. There's a lot going on in the intestinal tract of a pig that starts at a very young age and continues to change continually throughout the pig's life. Today, we will examine what those changes are and how it affects the pig's health and its ability to grow. Ellen Davis received her B.S. in Animal Science from North Carolina State University an MS in Animal Nutrition from Oklahoma State University, and and PhD from the University of Arkansas, where her research focused on nutritional immunology in the young pig. Welcome, Dr. Davis. Thanks, John. I'm happy to be here. Can you describe the term microbial colonization and what it means for the pig? Sure. Microbial colonization is a succession event or a series of events that happen um, early in that young pig's life. It actually happens in the life of all mammals. This is the process by which the gastrointestinal tract of the animal is colonized by bacteria. In utero, or when the the pigs are in their mother before they're born, uh, their gut is essentially sterile. And then through the birth process itself and nursing the sow, The pig is exposed to microorganisms in the external environment that colonize or essentially set up shop in the gastrointestinal tract. Is colonization by microorganisms bad for the pig's health? I mean, you know, does it make them sick? Actually, this colonization by what's termed commensal or beneficial bacteria, it's necessary for the pig to be healthy. And while there are organisms that are pathogenic or can cause disease that are bacteria as well, without the influence of these early colonizing microbiota that are beneficial to the pig's health, the pig's immune system wouldn't develop. Um, The population also develops the pig's ability to harvest nutrients from their diet. um, And then these microorganisms that are beneficial in the gut can outcompete potentially harmful bacteria from establishing and causing disease in the pig. Does microbial colonization occur throughout the pig's life? The colonization event really just occurs early in the pig's life, from birth until the pig reaches an adult microbiota that gets established. Mm -hmm. So what drives microbial colonization in the pig's gut? Are these uh, microorganisms just randomly picked up uh, from the pig's environment? The microorganisms are picked up from the pig's environment, but which of these microorganisms that colonize actually is more targeted than it is random? Um, In fact, the colonization event itself seems to be driven primarily by diet changes. So as the pig's diet changes, the microorganisms within the pig's gastrointestinal tract adapt to be able to use those nutrients or those substrates as nutrients for the microorganisms' environment. Can you elaborate on how these diet changes throughout the pig's life establish the microbial colonizers in the gut? Sure. Uh, When the pig is nursing the sow, some of the first colonizers that occur in that young pig 
are actually bacteria that can utilize or eat or consume those milk oligosaccharides or milk sugars that are in the sow's milk. And these milk oligosaccharides select then organisms that are going to utilize those substrates, those milk oligosaccharides, and those are the organisms that end up colonizing the intestinal tract of the pig. And then actually those will outcompete or competitively exclude pathogenic bacteria like E. coli. And the most dramatic diet change that occurs in the pig's life is actually when that pig is weaned from the sow. And in modern production, in modern pig production, this is an abrupt change where the pig goes from the milk-based diet from the sow to a dry feed when they're removed from the mother and put into what we call the nursery pens. And that diet, that dry feed diet, it tends to be vegetable-based. So the pig then has to shift, or the microorganisms in the pig have to shift from utilizing milk sugars in the sow's milk to then having to utilize vegetable components in the diet. And you really have a, almost a shift in that colonization as the microorganisms that utilize milk are diminished and the ones that utilize the vegetable substrates are enhanced. When does the pig finally get to an adult microbiota where the microbial populations are established? It's thought that the pig develops an adult microbiota around 10 weeks of age. Uh, Because at this point, it becomes very, very difficult to change the microbial populations in that core microbiome or those colonizers that have established that adult microbiome. There can be disruptions in this core microbiome for brief periods of time, such as if the pig gets sick, there can be a bloom in pathogenic organisms that shift that adult microbiota uh, or change it in the case of a disease, or if you administer antibiotics to control that disease, um, that shifts that core microbiome or adult microbiota. But as soon as the disruption is, is resolved, the antibiotics are removed from the diet or the disease is resolved, that microbiota shifts right back to that core microbiome that's considered that adult microbiota. But the eight to 10 weeks of age, it also corresponds to a time when the pig's diet becomes relatively consistent. So again, it's, it's pretty much based on corn and soybean meal for the rest of its life at that point. So that establishment of an adult microbiota or core microbiome may really just be a function of consistent diet as much as it is the age of the animal. Hmm. Well, why is early microbial colonization such a, know, an important event for the young pig? The early microbial environment is what shapes early colonization and establishment of the gastrointestinal microbial colonizers in the neonatal pig. Uh, And these early microbial colonizers, they're going to influence how the pig's immune system develops, how the pig's immune system functions when it's exposed to potentially harmful, as well as harmless external stimuli, and metabolic processes as well for efficient conversion of nutrients to lean tissue deposition, and this occurs subsequently throughout the pig's productive life. So it's really a key component to how that pig's going to be successful from a productivity standpoint throughout the rest of its life. And we don't yet understand a lot of how all this works or how those microbial organisms program the pig, but the microbial colonization programs the pig to respond to the pathogenic challenges, social and and environmental stressors that occur, and how that pig's going to partition nutrients for tissue deposition. So does the microbial colonization happen the same for pigs raised in, uh, I don't know what you call environmentally controlled houses uh, rather than pigs raised outside? That's a great question, Um, and I'm not sure that I have a great answer for it. 
Um, but we do know that the microbial population is influenced somewhat by the genetics of the animal. There's a genetic influence through the immune system that favors certain microbial colonizers over others. And we know that the milk oligosaccharides produced by the sow, which is somewhat a genetic component of the sow, will favor those certain microbial colonizers that utilize them as nutrient sources. But there's also an environmental component to that. When I was working on my graduate degree at University of Arkansas, we actually did a study that compared the microbial populations in pigs that were farrowed or birthed, raised outside in pasture hutch conditions compared to those in conventional production systems that were raised in barns or environmentally controlled barns and compared essentially the microbial colonization of those pigs from sows outside and sows raised inside. And what we found is there really weren't a lot of differences, but there were some. So essentially what you have is a microbial colonization with two very different environments, but a lot of the same microorganisms would be present there in the gastrointestinal tract of those pigs raised outside as were the sows that were raised in the conventional houses. And a lot of that's, again, that milk-sugar component that favors certain microorganisms to colonize there. But there were differences as well. And those differences were really substantial differences between the two organisms, even though there was common similarities. And the work at University of Arkansas is continuing to look at that by exposing the pigs in conventional barns now to dirt. And what they're seeing is that those pigs that are in that dirt-enriched environment, although they're in an environmentally controlled house barn that's cleaned and disinfected, they're exposed to that dirt they're actually capturing more genetic potential for growth with improvements to reducing days to market. So the pigs gaining weight faster and getting to market faster. And they're still exploring kind of why that is. We're really not exactly sure. It's probably even more important than just that early microbial colonizing event. So that's a really interesting question and something that we are, we're still looking at uh, today. What are some things that swine producers could do to optimize early microbial colonization in pigs? I think really the to optimize early colonization in the young pig starts with the sow. So ensure that that sow herd is healthy. So the sow is exposing her pigs early on to a healthy microbiota, making it much more likely that a healthy microbiota colonizes her offspring. And there's some tools available to enhance sow health, lots of them actually. At Arm & Hammer, we offer several options. We have a bacillus-based probiotic called Sertilis that's designed to target specific pathogenic populations in the cell to reduce those populations in the cell. And when you reduce those potentially pathogenic populations, they're not pathogenic to the cell, but they would be to her pig. You end up with beneficial bacteria like lactic acid bacteria replacing those ones that you've eliminated in the cell. And then we also have a refined functional carbohydrate product, Selmanax, that's composed of these refined functional carbohydrates that bind up E. coli. And then again, you're eliminating that pathogen out of the sow's microbial population. So it makes for less potential for those to set up shop in her pigs. The early microbial environment is what shapes early colonization and establishment of gastrointestinal microbial colonizers in the neonatal pig. This is key to establishing the pig's health status and ensuring it has a chance to thrive during its lifetime. I'd like to thank Dr. Davis from Arvin Hammer for joining us today, and I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.